Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast. My name is Kerry Shumway and I'll be your host. Today, you'll be hearing the audio from our live training session for the Brewery Financial Training Program. If you'd like to learn more about the Brewery Financial Training Program, you can click the link in the show notes or you can just go to carriesfinancialtraining.com and check out the course details. There are two flavors of the Brewery Financial Training Program. One is our general overview and the other is done in partnership with ECOS. So you can learn about financial training concepts and tactics and then how to apply them using the ECOS software. So the Brewery Financial Training Program is for owners, managers, and staff who need practical financial training to improve cash flow, profitability, and to build a better brewery business. The course includes 40 lessons delivered across six modules. We have a total of eight hours of instruction, six graded quizzes, and a final exam. So again, if you'd like to learn more, please head over to carriesfinancialtraining.com, check out the shop courses section, and you'll get all the details. So for now, please enjoy this live session of our Q&A for the Brewery Financial Training Program. To our live session on the Brewery Financial Training course. So you're here because you're enrolled in either the ECOS Brewery Financial Training course or the non-ECOS training course. And I'm here to answer any questions and also to provide a summary of each module. So if you have questions, it's likely that someone else does too. So the best place for those questions is just to drop them into the comments section um, in the course. So each, each course module, each post and video has a comment section. So you can drop your question in there and then I will see it and provide answers for that. We've had a lot of great questions so far, so I appreciate those. And it's really just a way to kind of crowdsource from everybody because um, it's likely if you, you know, you've got a question, someone else does too. So the more questions we get, the more answers we can provide, and hopefully the more useful uh, this will be for everybody. And it'll really help me develop the course content um, specific to what your needs are. So I'm excited to be here today and to share this information with you. So just from housekeeping items, if you have any questions, um, please do drop them into the chat. If there's something that you'd rather just email me, feel free to do that, Carrie at beerbusinessfinance.com, or we can set up a call. If you have a question that you'd like to talk through, you can just email me and we'll find a mutually convenient time to do that. Uh, presentations will be available via replay. You'll get an email an hour or two at the, after the conclusion of this session with a link so you can watch the replay and you can share those share that with your team uh, if you think they will get a benefit from it there is also a copy of this presentation deck that's available in the download section so at the top 
right of your screen, there's a section called handouts. You can just click on that and you can uh, download the deck if you so desire. So a quick introduction, reintroduction. My name is Kerry Shumway. I'm a CPA, CFO, a former CFO for a beer distributor and currently a partner and CFO at Wormtown Brewery in Worcester, Massachusetts. So my purpose in creating this presentation and these live sessions on the Brewery Financial Training Course itself is really to just share what I've learned over the years and hopefully shorten the learning curve for you so you can create a financially successful brewery. So the overview for the live training sessions looks like this. Today, I'm going to just do a kind of highlight module one and two, just do a summary of what you'll find in those modules. If you've already completed them, this will be kind of a, a refresher, a recap. Uh, next week, I plan on doing another live training to cover modules three and four. That's the common financial problems. And then also running through our cost of goods sold section. Uh, the week after that, we're going to go through module five. That's our, our budgeting module, financial planning. And then we'll conclude with module six, which is cash flow. So the primary reason for these live sessions is to give you an opportunity to kind of jump in and ask me questions or get unstuck on something. Uh, and also to provide a little motivation to keep going in the course. So the course is, you know, it's 40 lessons. There's six modules. There's over eight hours of instructions. There's graded quizzes and the final exam. So there's a lot of information. Uh, so it can be a big mountain to climb. So the, the goal would be to kind of spread it out over these four weeks um, and hit these mile markers along with me. So for this week, getting through module one and two, next week, three and four, and so forth. So again, uh, if you have questions, would love to hear those. The other thing I have going on, if you're not already subscribed, is a 28-day challenge. And really what that is is to say, let's let's take all these modules and all this course instruction and spread it over 28 days. And what you will do is if you want to subscribe to this, you can just shoot me an email and I'll add you to the list, is you'll get an email every day. We'll have a summary of the specific module uh, that you'll want to cover or have covered by that day. And it provides just mile markers reminders and some motivation to keep going and those will each you know highlight some key items uh, from each of the modules so if you're interested in that 28-day challenge that's just a an add-on uh, to help you kind of keep going within the brewery financial training program whether it's this the regular one or ecos you'll see uh, it starts with your course introduction so it'll tell you about you know the outline and the objectives what you'll get out of the course and so forth but you see down at the bottom, it's please introduce yourself. So if you would do this for me, I would really appreciate hearing from you. And really, it's just a couple of quick questions. And the two most important ones, I think, are what are your biggest challenge? What's the single biggest challenge facing you in your brewery today? And the other is what is your goal in taking this financial training program? So for those who have completed that, thank you. I appreciate that. And for those who haven't had a chance to do it, I would love to hear from you on that. That really helps me shape the course content so that you get out of this uh, what you intend to, so we can meet your help meet your goals. All right, so for today, I'm just going to take about 20 minutes or so and provide some highlights on the first two 
modules. And what we cover in these first two modules really uh, brewery finances 101. So we talk about the building blocks of the financial statements. That's the chart of accounts and general ledger, the financial statements themselves. And I go through a month end financial process. And that process is super important. That's the system to ensure that we've got good numbers. We're complete and accurate relative to our numbers. So I'm just going to run through each of these. Obviously, the course material digs into them in much more detail. But this is an opportunity to make, for me to provide maybe a little um, additional color on some of these and provide you with some best practices and action items as well. So our chart of accounts, this is just the listing of all the things we want to track in our financial reporting. So it's a listing of all the different categories of sales, expenses, assets, and liabilities, and it provides the structure for our financial reporting. So what you'll find in this course section is really the detail on how to build up your chart of accounts, or if you already have one, how you might want to review it and even compare it to a template chart of account uh, that's used by other breweries. So you can see if there's any asset or liability or income expense accounts that you might want to track that you may, might not be tracking currently. Now, the key with the chart of accounts is if your financial reporting isn't quite working the way you want, if you're not getting what you want, uh, generally speaking, you'll want to look to your chart of accounts and need to make some adjustments. So again, the level of detail in your chart of accounts is going to equate to the level of detail you can get on your financial reporting. A couple of best practices I wanted to share on the chart of accounts. Uh, first is we can use this to provide more flexibility in reporting. So for example, definitely recommend having a separate line of business reporting for your tap room and your distribution sales if you go to market uh, in those different ways. And if you have self-distribution, I recommend separating by each of those three business types. And you can do that in the chart of accounts uh, simply by creating a unique account for each um, of those areas. Now, typically what will happen is you'll have a sub account. So if your chart of accounts is say four digits, let's just say your sales line is uh, the number 4,000, you would maybe have dash 4,000-01 for your taproom sales, 4,000-02 for your distribution sales, 4,000-03 for your self-distribution sales. And you would continue that type of sort of numbering hierarchy to separate and to be able to report on these different lines of business um, separately. So you can really just kind of run it and say, what are my margins for distribution versus taproom? Uh, so that's an important component really in, in helping to analyze the numbers. So that's, that's a first best practice for your chart of accounts and really your financial reporting. Next is departmental reporting. This can be particularly useful if you're going to give your department managers line item budget responsibility. So if you want them to re be responsible for their department, say it's your, your head brewer to be responsible for the brewing department, we need to have our chart of accounts set up so that we can easily run reports that will show the brewing department in isolation. So I want to, re want to re run a report see what the actual outcomes were compared to the budget, and then be able to provide that quickly to the head brewer so he can review or she can review their numbers and do the variance analysis. So that's departmental reporting. And the chart of accounts uh, can do that to really separate those. Lastly is uh, this concept of providing a quick definition 
for each of your accounts. And what I mean by that is some of the accounts that we set up in the chart might not, uh, they might be confusing. We might be booking an expense, say, to the supplies account one time, and then next time it's booked to repairs and maintenance, or maybe it's booked to a miscellaneous account. So to be consistent, to try to be consistent with our recording of expenses, it's helpful to have a definition. So what you can do in this case is take your chart of accounts, uh, export it into Excel, and then for each account, you can just write a quick description of what types of expenses should go in. So you can differentiate what goes into the supplies account versus, say, your maintenance account versus your miscellaneous account. So it's just a way to help uh, clean up your financial reporting and provide more consistency. So the chart of account is the list of everything we want to track. The general ledger is the place where all of our transactions are going to be recorded. So for my money, the general ledger is one of the most underrated uh, financial reports that we have. It really provides all the information, all the transactions about our business. It's a really cool report. So I want to share a couple of practical uses of the general ledger. What I use it for, first and foremost, is, is with variance analysis. So for example, I'll run our income statement, and I'll review the actual results, compare them to our plan, and where I have variances of a certain size, you know, I want to dig in and understand what happened. You know, why were we over budget on an expense, for example? So to use the general ledger, I would simply run the detailed general ledger transaction report, review the details, and I should be able to quickly identify if there's an overspending situation, which vendor caused it, what was the amount, what was the nature of the expense, who approved this expense, etc. So then I'll have all the information I need to determine, you know, is our budget just wrong? Was it too low? Or did somebody spend some money um, and wasn't looking at the budget? Another use of the general ledger is really just to have visibility on all business transactions. And I like to do this on a regular basis, maybe monthly, maybe quarterly, is just simply run the full general ledger for the business and scan through it. We don't need to spend a ton of time, but I want to look through and I say, who are we spending money with? What, who are these vendors? What are the types of transactions? How many, what are the amounts on these? And really just make sure, do I recognize them? Do I recognize these vendors? Do I recognize the descriptions? Do the amounts seem like they're in line with uh, what our plan should be? So starting with the big expenses and then working our way through. And again, it gives you just a great visibility on everything that's flowing through your business. So those are the building blocks, the chart of accounts, the general ledger. That leads us to the brewery financial reporting. So once we have our chart of accounts set, we then can run our brewery financial reports. And essentially, it's just summarizing that information. And it's putting it into these statements that you know and you love, the income statement, balance sheet, and statement of cash flows. So I find it's useful if you're still kind of getting familiar with what goes on each report to just use this as a refresher. You know, income statement is going to give us basically our sales, cost of sales, our margin, operating expenses, and net income. So we're going to look at the income statement to see all of those components. The balance sheet is assets, liabilities, and equity or deficit. So if assets are bigger than liabilities, we've got equity. And if the opposite is true, we have a deficit. 
and then our statement of cash flows being necessary because it is measuring the flow of cash into and out of the business. And that is a common misunderstanding when we think that the income statement is measuring cash when in fact it doesn't. The income statement is measuring transactions, so sales when they're earned and operating expenses when they're incurred, and we have an obligation to pay them. So when we look at the income statement and we see that we have a profit, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have actual cash. Many times we can run the income statement, have a healthy profit, look at their bank account and there's nothing there. What's going on? Well, the income statement does not measure cash. So that statement of cash flows is super important. And of course, we dig into this in detail in the cash flow module. But the takeaway here is that we need all three statements. We tend to rely on and spend the most time with the income statement, but all three of them are needed. Uh, so my action item for you is to include a statement of cash flows if you can do it in your monthly financial reporting uh, to give you that visibility. I want to dig in a little bit on the income statement and just kind of quickly overview how you can create some simple summary um, financial reports. So the income statement has basically five main categories, sales, cost of goods, margins, operating expenses, and net income. And the takeaway here is that uh, for you to consider and try this out is to, is to create an income statement that literally has only these five things on it. We don't need an income statement that runs two or 10 pages long. Let's just do it with these five items. And it can look like this. And it can provide very valuable information. So even though I've got just five line items and just a couple of numbers, what I'm focused on here is what are the key numbers for me? The two numbers I love to look at are gross margin. What is my gross margin percentage? And net income, what is my net income percentage? So when I've established an expectation and I establish a financial expectation using our budget, I will start with what do we need for a margin and what do we need for a bottom line as a percentage of sales? So if I know that I want a gross margin of 45%, I can quickly look at this simple income statement and see that I'm at 42.5, I'm running a little short. If I know for net income, I want a bottom line of say 20%, I can look at this quickly and I'm at 15, I know that I'm running short. So then from there, I quickly know, all right, we're off plan, I gotta dig in. What's going on? Is it a sales issue? Is it our expenses too high? And we can take the next step from there. But really, this I find this a great starting point, just very simple, very quick, just a couple of metrics that are going to kind of determine success for our brewery. We can take that a step further, and we can layer in not just the five-line income statement on its own, but we can look at comparative information. So in this case, we're measuring a specific month. I want to know what we did in this month last year, so same month last year. I want to know what our goal is for this month, this year. And in the middle section, I want to know what our trend is for a given month. So this is really a live sort of real-time attempt at an income statement. So we can run this and update this at any time throughout the given month. We don't have to wait until the end of the month. Because that is a challenge with financial statements is they're, they're historical looking. Uh, they're usually done after the fact. So we're recording this here um, uh, March 10th. And so February financials, yeah, you're probably almost done with those. Um, so you get them around the middle of the month following. So this is a, a tool, very simple, that you can use uh, to keep on track of your numbers 
as they're happening. The financial process, this is really the system that we want to use to ensure that we get good and accurate numbers. And they're the steps that we want to follow. We can put them in the form of a checklist and use best practices. And we can all use, also use this information as a, a tool to train your team. So we know that the good process is going to lead to good numbers. Um, if we pan back, you know, we obviously need to hire the right people and the right skill sets and experience. We need to be training, help them understand the business and apply the numbers. Um, and then most importantly, following the process and the routine. So these can be a great, this process can be a great tool to train new people. And then lastly, to have audits and cross checks. So once we bring people in, we share our financial process, uh, they're following the process. We just need to audit, cross check, and make sure that uh, they're following the process um, completely and thoroughly so we get good numbers. So as you think about developing or refining the financial process that you may have right now, it really just comes down to these questions. You know, what do you need to do and when? Who is going to do it and how? And why are they doing it? Just stressing the fact that we need to follow this process so we get good numbers. Uh, very often we'll hear, you know, I just don't trust my financials. I just don't know if the numbers are right. The, really the only way to fix that is to look at your process and to start poking holes and ask these questions uh, so that you can build it up. One takeaway, one best practice uh, that I'd like to leave you with is one of the best ways to get good, clean financial numbers is to do a monthly reconciliation of your balance sheet. And really what that means is you want to make sure the numbers are correct. And the way you make sure they're correct is that you have a supporting schedule for each balance on your balance sheet. Now you can think about this. When we look at cash on the balance sheet at month end, we do a cash reconciliation, right? We get the bank statement from the bank and we get all our transactions and then we just, we reconcile it. We make sure our books agree to what's in the bank and if there's any variances, we go in and figure out what's going on. So we'll do that for cash. The takeaway here is to do that for every uh, balance of a material size on your balance sheet. So accounts receivable, same process. Inventory, same process. So for accounts receivable, maybe you look at the balance sheet at month end. And let's just say it's $100,000 of accounts receivable. How do you verify that? How do you reconcile that? Well, I would recommend running an accounts receivable aging report, which is the listing of all of your customers that owe you money at that point in time, and then reconciling or tying it out to or agreeing it to uh, the number that's on the balance sheet. So you run the accounts receivable aging report, you get a balance, it should be the same as what's on your balance sheet. And if it's not, then we're, we have a reconciling problem. We've got some issues and we need to figure it out. So that's the process and doing the same for inventory, running a detailed inventory report, tying that to the balance sheet and so on. If you do this process and you do it on a regular basis, it's really gonna help make sure that your overall financial numbers are correct. So in the module, you'll have um, a download that you can use and update for yourself, which is essentially just a month end checklist. And it's gonna list what to do and when it's due who's responsible, and then just to check to say when it's been completed. So download that, update it with what makes sense for your business and use it as a tool uh, for your folks to follow. So 
And that's just a very quick flyby on module one and two. Obviously, each video gets into more detail. There's downloads and more specific action items in there. But on your chart of accounts, really using that as a tool to make sure you get the financial reporting that you want and thinking about, is it set up so that you can get departmental reporting? For example, making sure that you're separating taproom versus self-distribution, for example. Your general ledger can be a great financial report. Again, it's one of my favorites. It's uh, very underrated. Shows you all the transactions in your business. So it gives you great visibility. So I would recommend running that on a regular basis, monthly or quarterly, and then also using it as part of your variance analysis work when you're checking out your month-end financials. And then lastly, that process. Really important without a good process and a good system. You know, we just can't, uh, we will not consistently get good numbers. So that is an overview. Um, again, any questions, feedback, I'd love to see those in the comments section of the course. Keep them coming. Uh, any uh, other questions you'd like, you can certainly email. I'm going to wrap up just with a few questions that I've received um, and goals that people have for the course. One of the goals uh, that I received was that they want to verify their financial information is accurate. And as I mentioned, that's that's something that comes up a lot is how do I trust these financials? And again, it goes back to that process and that system. Um, sometimes we think that if we implement a new piece of software, for example, it's going to take care of all of our problems, when in fact it can really make things, frankly, worse. If we have bad process and we implement software, it's just going to make things even, even harder. So um, very often we'll implement new software and then we'll try to catch up with the process, um, but the two have to go hand in hand. So ideally you get your process squared away first, you make sure your numbers are reconciled, and then you implement the new software so that you can really automate a lot of those processes. Uh, another was you know, wanting to use um, key metrics to just kind of dig in and understand what's going on in the business a little better. So we have a whole section on that in the course with dashboards, scorecards, uh, to some that you can borrow and then others that have kind of a process you can follow to identify what is most important for you to measure in your business. Other comments from folks for goals were, you know, I just want to learn best practices. And these are woven into the content of each module. And we talk about, okay, here's a best practice to do. We've talked about a number of them today. And then here are some things to not do. So mistakes, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes, pitfalls. Sometimes I find that even more instructive, which is, um, you know, don't do these things. Uh, so it can be a best practice or in some cases, uh, the worst practice. Uh, so Ian asks, do you recommend a bookkeeping or accounting software for a startup brewery? I you know, the most common one is QuickBooks. And frankly, it's fine. You know, I think certainly for a startup, you know, it's very easy to use. It's, in, it's intuitive. Uh, so that's certainly one uh, that, you know, I, we use that in our brewery and it's, and it's, uh, it's actually kind of a joy. You know, you can kind of get what you want very easily without, you know, jumping through too many hoops. And it's very easy to download things. I do that on a regular basis where I'll say, I, as I was talking about the general ledger count um, or the general ledger report, very easy to run it, very easy to dump it to Excel, and then I can search for what I want. Same thing with the chart of accounts, dump that into Excel, add in those descriptions, 
Uh, so that can work uh, really well also. So QuickBooks is the big one. Uh, there are certainly others, but that's one I would start with. I've got familiarity with the Sage products, uh, Mass90, Mass200. I, I don't know that I'd, I wouldn't recommend those for a startup brewery. Um, and they haven't quite caught up with the whole cloud technology as far as I can tell. So I think QuickBooks Online is is what I would recommend there, Ian, uh, for you to check out. Um, just one more um, uh, a little more feedback from other folks that have taken the course in terms of what their goals are and what they need is one was to implement a sound, a sound financial plan to help us grow and better see our financial results. So that's our budgeting module. That's where we get into, you know, how do we forecast sales and margins? How do we adequately forecast our expenses and our cash flow? So we dig into all that information there. I try to make it as straightforward as possible. Um, and the other things I'll, I've tried to weave into the course are, you know, we're dealing with some challenging times now with the pandemic. So what I've learned is really how to be um, more efficient with the financial planning, where we work on that aspect of accelerated financial planning, you know, and then we're creating a plan that's not just quicker to get down on paper and communicate to our team, but is also easier to adjust and to update. Because I think that's another common misconception is that we have to, you know, once the budget's done, it's done, it's set in stone. And that really has to go away, particularly these days, you know, we're, we're changing our budget almost monthly, our financial forecast. So to be flexible, to have tools that can do that. Drew has a question on the balance sheet in the asset section is where depreciation is accounted for. So when equipment is fully depreciated, say year eight of a seven year depreciation, does the equipment still have an asset value? All right, so that's a good question. You know, there's, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this two ways. The, the first answer is it would have a net asset value of zero in that example. So if you've got a piece of equipment, seven year life, you depreciate it to zero over seven years you still have the asset. So on your asset section, it'll still say, yep, I still have this asset. And then they call it a contra asset account. It's basically accumulated depreciation relative to that asset is uh, essentially depreciated to zero. So the net asset value is zero. Now for tax purposes, there's certain assets you can't depreciate to zero. You have to keep a salvage value, but that's that's getting a little down a rabbit hole. So for from a book standpoint, you'll typically depreciate it to zero. You can, if if you think it's appropriate, maintain a salvage value, but uh, I would typically just depreciate it all the way down. And then when you sell it, um, you know, you're going to have a gain on that. So basically you take that example and maybe you sell that piece of equipment, you know, in, in year eight for $10,000, all of that 10,000 is going to be uh, a gain. Whereas if you had a net asset value, that would serve as the basis and it would reduce uh, the gain on that sale of asset. But yes, the short answer to your question is, yeah, I would fully depreciate it on the balance sheet after that seven-year life. Now, of course, there's assets like land. There's no depreciation on that. Um, and then there's different asset classes, but um, I would take that one all the way down. Well, great. Uh, you guys, this has been awesome. Thank you for the questions. Uh, certainly. If there's any more, just drop them in there. <clears throat> Feel free to email me, uh, put them in the comments section. I definitely would love to hear from you. So 
thanks again for your time and attendance. I know it's valuable and hopefully you got some value out of uh, our presentation today. So thank you very much and uh, be on the lookout for our live session for next week. And uh, you'll be getting an email uh, to sign up for that. And then um, the replay will be coming out probably in the next hour or two. Oh, and Paula says, do you have a folder with all the downloads that you could send us? Um, that's a good question. Let me see if I can pull that together because the course basically has it has the downloads in the respective sections. So for example, if you're going through Brewery Finances 101, the financial process, you know, you watch the video and then here's the download right there. So it's in context. Um, can I get them all in one place? I could probably do that. Let me check on that, Paula, and I'll, if I'm able to kind of aggregate them, I can, I can send them off to you. Sure. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.